0: Hey, boys and girls! Andy Shaver here with the Big Honker Podcast, and on this episode of the show, Jeff and I talk clients. We tell you about the good, the bad, and the ugly that we have seen. Uh, you know, doing this 25 years, we have had some interesting characters come through our doors. And uh, on this on this episode, we we talk about some of our more memorable experiences that we've had in the fields. And uh, you know, if, if you're a if you're an outfitter or if you have ever guided professionally you're going to understand this episode. You're going to be able to relate. So uh, if you haven't ever guided professionally, hopefully you can just laugh at some of these stories and maybe chuckle a little bit at, at our pain. So either way, we hope that you enjoy it.
1: Is so that better right there? That's perfect. So right here on the side. Until you kick, oh,
0: shit. you're kicking mine.
1: Okay. We good right here? Perfect. Okay, right there.
0: Three, two, one. Hey, boys and girls. We're here. Trying to do a Facebook Live also, so I don't know. It might not work out, but what's going on, Jeff?
1: How's it working over there? Well, right now it's going pretty good. This is The Big Honker. We ready to start? we three, 2 good. 1 3, 2, 1. Okay. Welcome to The Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield.
0: You're talking into the side of your you mic? doing it again. Son of
1: a bitch. Okay. Now we're going to good. No, that's better. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Perfect. Okay. This is Jeff Stanfield, and welcome to The Big Honker Podcast. This is going to be episode eight, I believe, and it's going to be talking about bad clients
0: maybe we we get out of order every, every every so often
1: yeah we we damn sure'll change the subject a little bit on everybody here anyways, <clears throat> you have dealt with a few bad clients, haven't you, one or two tell me the most memorable story you got of a bad client
0: uh that's a that's a tough one there's quite a bit um I had you know just guys thinking you know that hunt two three times a year, maybe have guided back back in their glory days, but um bad client. I tell you what, I had a guy who, uh, the, the wind was switching directions all morning long and there wasn't much of a wind. So, uh, we set up for a North wind. So we had the wind at our back hunting an edge row. And then at one point the wind was like in our face. It was doing a bunch of screwy stuff that day. And the birds would come over our left shoulder and, um, they would kind of hang right there. And we had, you know, we had a quite a bit of guys. So, trying to get him to center. And uh birds were just having a tough time centering that morning and the guy next to me uh quick shoots. Okay? So that is a no-no in in my in my book. You know, uh we're out there as guides, that's that's kind of what we do. Uh calling the shot is is sacred to us. And he quick shoots. So, you know, one time not a big deal. Uh, kindly tell the guy, hey, you know, wait for us to call the shot. We're trying to get birds in here on top of everybody so that everybody can have a, a fair shot at shooting. And you know, he kind of grumbles a little bit, and then we're working on some more birds. <clears throat> and you know, one thing that you gotta, one thing that you gotta think about whenever you're on a guided hunt is you don't have the the vantage point that we have as guides. So uh, there were about five five or so uh, geese right in the kill hole, pretty good, but. There was about 50 hanging up behind him about to come in. So that's what we're waiting on, you know. So those, those five or six birds are kind of right there, and he quick shoots again. And this time I'm not as nice. And I can't remember exactly what I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I lost my cool. And then uh, And then he, in turn, says something nasty. And then I had Zach was also on that hunt, and Zach got really nasty, and I'm pretty sure he threw the mf'er around.
1: Oh, that's when the guy called Zach the little motherfucker.
0: And then that guy called Zach a little motherfucker, and he said we can go up to the truck and settle it. And that's when I lost my cool because Zach is my little brother, and you're not gonna you're not gonna talk like that to him. So. I said a couple MFers and we all called each other MFers and then it got really awkward for about fifteen minutes before the next flock came. But looking back I should have just I should have just told him to go to the truck. Uh, you quick shoot us quick shoot us once, not a you know bit not a big deal. We can work around it. You quick shoot us twice and then you start calling names and getting nasty. You can just go to the truck. Hadn't seen that guy since. He was a nice guy. And and
1: we killed you killed 60 to 80 birds that morning right? We had a good hunt, yeah.
0: We just <clears throat> you know birds were, were working weird, and uh, we let a lot of birds go because they weren't they weren't perfect. Um, I don't <clears throat> I don't hardly shoot a gun anymore. So where I get my kicks is when I make a wild animal come from the sky and I make him put his feet down where I want him to, and that's when I call the shot. So he's, you know, he's kind of robbing me of my enjoyment. But, yeah, we killed 60, 70. We had a good hunt, and, and he, uh, you know, he went for those five that were just hanging right there, which is, you know, probably more than he's seen, you know, when he's hunting on his own. But the 50 that were behind him were what we were wanting.
1: I, I remember that morning well. I get a text from Zach, where are you at? I said, well, hell, I'm right over here scouting. We got a problem here at the field. I go, what's the problem? And then Andy texts me, we got a problem over here. Well, I'm thinking, the shit, what the hell's going on? And then I finally get a hold of them. They tell me that I'm pissed off. And then Andy's like, no, I can handle it. It's not that big a deal. But that 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 guy was definitely a horse's ass. And the people with him were good guys. Yeah, very good guys. You know, you know that group hunted with us this year, and when we were in Oklahoma, they hunted with us in Texas. Really? But that guy didn't come. It was a split group. Yeah. And he, we and we've had them. I had a I had a guy one time come on a hunt. I wanted to bring this great dog that he had. He bragged about this dog all the time. Oh, this dog's just wonderful. He can do this. He can do that. He can do this. Well, the dog barked horrible, barking, raising hell, couldn't, wouldn't sit in honor. So I made the guy go back and tie the dog up to the uh, pivot head. And dog sat behind us at two hundred yards, whoo 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 whoo, barked the <laughs> whole freaking time. The next morning we hunted, and the guys asked him to leave his dog in the truck. Now, his, guys? I, his guys his, his guys? friends did they said hey won't you just leave that dog well by god i didn't drive her up here to not hunt i hunt with that dog everywhere i go and, th- and th- this is the honest to god truth you can tell a man that his wife has got a fat ass and he'll be okay with it but if you tell a man that his dog is a piece of shit he takes it personal yeah i mean he got real thin skin but anyways those guys came up and there was six or eight guys and they were in two vehicles and that guy went home with his dog in a truck that he drove, and everybody else rode the opposite. They, they got on almost almost into a fist fight over the deal. <laughs> and, and that guy was a bad client. I got a list of, of, of some clients that we've had that's bad.
0: So those guys came back and hunted. Yeah, this the guys year.
1: that called you exactly a little Mfr Yeah, yeah, they sure did.
0: Zach said I'd have been alright if he'd just called me a regular MFR, but when he said I was a little MFR, then that really was <laughs> pretty, pretty good really, sized boy too. That really it really pissed me off. Yeah, but I'd have, I'd have rolled his big ass up so quick his head would have spun. Yeah. I would have. Is I would it? have. I had it all mapped out. I was going to – he was – well, what sucked is I was wearing waders, so, you know, you can't really fight when you're in waders. But I was going to – first thing I was going to do is I was going to kick him right in the knee, hyperextend his knee, <laughs> and then I'm going to go for a throat punch. That cuts all the wind off, all right? I don't know uh, if you've ever that's, – that's some of the scariest times. When that wind gets cut off, it's a bad deal. I'm gonna go knee kick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna kick him in the front of the knee, so that his knee buckles back behind him. It's really gonna hurt him. Then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna punch him in the throat, like Liam Neeson does on Taken. And then I'm gonna judo throw his ass. And hopefully by that time his buddies are there to uh, break up the fight. If not, it's really gonna get ugly for him.
1: As a Houston fireman, he'd have whipped your ass. Well, <laughs> he he would have had a long day. <laughs> he would have whooped your I, ass. And you know I. I've
0: been doing uh, jujitsu for about two years now, and I've got a card that I have to carry, uh, you know. So he would have had to sign a waiver first before I would have engaged with him. But
1: He would have taken that card, chewed it up, <laughs> spit it out, and whipped your ass. No, he wouldn't. N-
0: he, didn't have he would not have. I would have handed him that card and said, listen, sir, before we engage in a physical engagement, you're going to need to initial on the line and sign right below it, please. And then if he would have given it back to me, the sequence of events that I just laid out would have – would have happened on him. His I knees would still be... He'd probably have to get knee replacement surgery. Yeah.
1: I had an old, I had an old boy a long time ago. So it was a long time ago it was when I was guiding. And he was a he was a chiropractor. And I can say this now because I think he's been dead for about 20 years. Anyways, <laughs> is, is he... Is my guy dead? No. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> he might come back whoop your ass. <laughs> I still got your... I still got his card. <laughs> no, I had a guy that was a chiropractor. You're not talking... Can you hear me now better? I can hear you fine. Okay. His chiropractor and he's out of a group of guys out of San Antonio. And he, he every time the birds would work in, he wanted to set on the end that the birds were gonna come from. Because when we start when we set up the decoys and we were placing where everybody was gonna sit, there's probably eight or ten guys. He wanted to hunt he asked me, he goes, well, Where are the birds gonna come from? I said, They're gonna come on the right side. And I said, they should come from the right side, and they should swing right over in the middle and come in. He goes, well, I want to sit on that right wing over there. I said, okay, that's fine. So he goes over and puts all this shit on the the, the right end. And it is pouring down rain, and we're hunting in the wheat. And, I mean, it's miserable, sloppy, muddy shit. And everybody's got blankets they're under. So he, he he comes up to me, calls me in after about the first or second volley, and he goes, hey, Jeff, he said, do you have a blanket back there? I said, yeah, I have one. I'm under too. Well, do you think I can have it? <laughs> well, there's two chances that ch- coming <laughs> Hell, and no, and no left the station already. No, you're not getting my blanket. So we shot into another flock or so, and he come back to me, and he said, hey, can you do me a favor? He said, I would like you to call the shot when they're right in front of me. Don't let them get in front of everybody else. I I said, that's not the way it works. I said, I'm going to center them up so everybody can shoot. Well, I'm not worried about everybody. I'm just worried about me. Mm -hmm. Well, he's the one that brung the people on the hunt. Well, the guys that are with him, they rebooked another hunt for January that year, and they didn't invite him. Didn't invite him. Never saw him. He called me two or three times, and he never could understand why he was a single hunter. <laughs> and, and and that's what where That's one thing that does wear me out is a single hunter. And, and and they're not all. They're not all bad guys. But usually, there's a reason why people don't have friends that hunt. Now there are guys that move places that haven't met anybody, or in especially in today's world, especially on the liberal left coast, there are a lot of single hunters because they don't. It's hard to find people to hunt with them. Yeah. But the average guy. If he don't have a friend to hunt, he's usually an asshole. That's why. <laughs> I mean, if he can't find somebody to go hunting with him, there's a reason for that. Like this guy that I was gonna
0: tussle with. He's not I bet he doesn't have two friends to rub together.
1: He had sixteen guys in that group and they'd have whooped your ass. No. You
0: know, they knew he was a jerk. Firemen
1: are tight. He was a jerk because other guys in the group told me that.
0: And like I knew the night before we had a we had an afternoon duck hunt with that guy and he just he was he was he was a brad for sure he was uh you know he probably does it every weekend and he might have more experience than me i don't know but he uh you know whenever you whenever you cross the line of of well we can just settle this at the truck well let me get my card out because you got to do some paperwork before i whip your ass and i would have it would have been bad well I tell you what,
1: I, just one of them situations. Jeff, Jeff
0: just got off of Facebook Live, so I can I can I can curse again now. Oh, you couldn't curse on Facebook. Live? I was a little. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say fucking everything. I used the one.
1: big MF word while
0: you we were on it. Yeah. So he called Zach a little motherfucker. Well, I think they figured that when you said MF. Or I well, think I sure know that, that. but <clears throat> it sounds better whenever you whenever you say the whole word, the motherfucker. Yeah. And that that's what I said. I, I couldn't say this on Facebook Live, but he said he called Zach a little motherfucker, and, and I said, well, hold on now. Not gonna be too many more motherfuckers around here, and then it just it de it it uh, it spiraled out of control ever, ever, ever since that.
1: Do you, do you like hunting with people that bring dogs? No, I do not.
0: Um, number tell one, why? Number one, I've got my dog. He's the apple of my eye. Um, you know, he uh, he does some things wrong, but he's it's it's my it's it the devil, you know, basically. But just I have not seen enough enough dogs from clients that are worth a shit. Um, and number two, you know the way we hide in Texas in the peanuts is we dig a we dig a little hole and we basically slide under there, kind of like a coffin. And guys guys that bring their dogs just always struggle with that. They can't get under the board like we need them to, so they're always kind of there's always this wrestling match first thing in the morning. And then two like. There's times where um, I'll send Lou for one bird. We'll shoot into a flock, one retrieve, and he's back in the blind, and I can control him from my seat. I, I don't have to get out of the blind. Um, if we're hunting in the hole, I can just stand up in the in the hole, and I can do what I need to do. Most guys and their dogs cannot do that. They got to get out of the blind. They got to get out of their their hiding spot, and they got to give them hand signals. And it just they can't. You know, part of the problem is they're training. They're not trained. We hunt wide open spaces. We might have a bird that, you know, is is 30 yards out there. Well, to the average dog, that's about the max of its range. And it's not the dog's fault. It's the it's the guy handling it fault. Like, if, if he could just do it from the blind, I wouldn't have an issue with it. But most of the guys that we run into have to get out of the blind, have to get out into the open – and shit, guys, there might be birds coming, you know, get the, get the fucking bird and let's just get back down and, and do this again. But no, they got to get out and dick around and give five overs and we're going to get Ron on, we're going to get, uh, Ron Stanfield on here. He's a big dog. He's, he's, uh, he's the guy that helped me train Lou. Lou came from, from his litter, uh, from his dogs. And, uh, his advice is if you have to give an over signal, you're all, you've already lost. Your dog's already not taking a good line. So, if you have to do an over, you're done already. So, there's you some free advice for tonight.
1: What, what what gets me is is the guy that has a retriever, and he has to walk the dog to the bird. I've never understood that.
0: Well, didn't Ron say that, that he knows a guy that he said, uh, what did he say, Fido or whatever picked up every bird today?
1: Oh, yeah, we had a friend of ours, and I'm not going to mention any name I don't want to hurt base feelings, but he had a dog. And and he loved that dog to death. I mean, that was his best friend in the world. Took her took her everywhere with him, and she never ever retrieved a bird more than two feet, three feet away from him. He <laughs> marked a bird better than she could. I mm. promise you, because he retrieved everyone. But when he would come he in at night in time, he'd be like, "Oh, she picked up every she bird. picked Up every bird. Well, yeah, because you
0: fucking walked yeah. her right to it."
1: I mean, I just it, it, it. She she was horrible, but but to him, in his mind, he would tell everybody. She retrieved five hundred dove during dove season and retrieved hundred ducks. Well, yeah, she did. If you walked her right if, to him, if you walked, if you walked to her. <clears throat> well, I've oh. seen we've seen a lot of bad dogs, but dogs cause more issues, and it's not as issues with us because I tell guys if you want to bring a dog, you have to have a private party. Right. And I tell guys in the parties, I had, guy I had a guy call me the other day about a hunt. They booked some uh, booked a couple of dates with me, and he asked me. He said, "Hey, one of these guys that's coming with me, he wants to bring his dog. What do you think?" I said, you want me to be honest with you or do you want me to tell you tell you as a salesperson what I, I can tell you? So I want you to be honest. I said, Hell no. I said, You don't need that dog in that field. And he goes, Well, that's kinda what I was thinking. I said, very few dogs that we see. I'm gonna say thirty percent of the dogs that we see are good at best. I would
0: say it's lower than I would say thir, I would yeah, probably, but I would the way that we hunt, they just they they're not used to it. And they're here for two days. And then it's just, by the time they come back the next year, it's the same shit
1: over and over again. What really floors me about that is these guys act like these dogs are the greatest things I've had guys. Man, this dog's been professionally trained. Who the hell stole your money? (laughs) I mean, the suckers, and honor is the biggest thing. If that dog will honor, if it's a piece of crap dog, but it will honor – And be steady, we can survive. Yeah. I mean, if it lays in the field with us the whole time and don't ever, and don't move, and then after the the hunt's over, you got to go flip bird feathers around and stuff to get him birdy, that'll be, we can live with that. It's that wild bronchi, some bitch, that guy brings up there that runs all over the field, and all you hear is, here, here, you son bitch, get over here, here. And that, that gets, that's the thing that hurts the hunt. And the people in the group, they're the ones that get mad. Yeah. You know, they're like, damn it, I wish Bob would put his fucking dog up. And then
0: that puts us as a guide in a, in a weird position because you got the guy with his dog who's part of this group, you know, six to eight guys coming to coming to hunt, and then two or three of the guys are like, you know, they start looking at me like, hey, are you going to get this guy and his dog in? And I'm like, listen, he's, he's part of your group. You tell him. So I end up having to be the asshole that's like, hey – let's go. You're, you're fucking this up for the rest of us. And then they, then they look at you like, you know, well, I paid to do this and you did, but you know, finally, you just got to be very honest with them. And we can either, we can either work your dog and I can give you some lessons and fuck up the hunt for the rest of us, or we can just do it my way and kill some birds and then we can work the dog because you standing in the kill hole, blowing your whistle, telling your dog to go back is not working.
1: Yeah, a guided hunt is not the place to be training a dog. No, no. And that uh, always gets me. But, you know, it, it pisses. that I have lots of clients will come in and say something with me, especially when it's a group. of, When it's on a corporate trip and a company's paying for it, Right, and it's you know everything's paid for. then guys don't really worry as much. But when you got a bunch of guys coming to get work together, and they're all paying their own way, and there's Jojo ripping the hunt right. up with his damn dog, yeah, they tend to get pissed off. But well, when it puts
0: me in a bad situation, you know, like because the guys what they do they'll they'll look back at you and, well, you're the guy to handle this. Well, no, he's your friend. You rode up here with him. I'll tell you, you, talk to him.
1: I'll tell you another story that I don't know what made me think about this, but, anyways, we had a group of guys come up on a hunt and they, they come every year and there's 10 to 20 of them <clears throat> and they're on their hunt and this guy is at the lodge and he comes in and eats breakfast and then he goes over and lays in the social room they stayed up all night and he was over there and take a nap for the hunt mm-hmm. well I come pull into the lodge about 8.30 or 8.45 and there's this guy he comes running up and he's just pissed off and he's like man they left me they just left me here this morning I'm like what are you talking about yeah they, they, they left me here I'm like, who left you here? You know, I'm in so-and-so grad, the Thibodeau group. I go, what do you mean they left me? Well, they they just left me here. They just they just fucking left me. Well, he was pissed. So I'm trying to get on the phone and find out what's going on. So finally I get a hold of the guy. I said, hey, are you a guy short? He said, yeah, one of the guys didn't even show up out here. He <laughs> said he was at breakfast this morning. He didn't show up for the hunt. So I start talking to the guy. Well, his ass went over and fell asleep in the social room. What's time for us to roll? So everybody ready? Yep. Three vehicles are supposed to be following us. Three vehicles pulling behind us. We go to the field. This guy's pissed off at me because he fell asleep and his buddies didn't go wake him up. (laughs) Sounds like you got a buddy problem. Yeah. And then then he got all mad at me about it. And I'm like, listen, we we did the hunt. Yeah. Not our fault. You fell asleep over there. We woke you up. We fed you breakfast. And then you went and and fell asleep. Yeah. And then I said, "What about your buddy?" Well, he 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 even used my shotgun since I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You need to be mad at your friend, not <laughs> us.
0: Yeah, we didn't do anything wrong, and that's what. Like I'll ask the guys at breakfast how many how many trucks how many trucks we got all this other stuff. Tell them what vehicle I'm in, and I get my you know if they tell me three trucks I I see three sets of headlights and we're rolling, and we're rolling hopefully at five o'clock like I wanted to be. But yeah, that's uh you need to take that up with your so-called friends uh I
1: had, yeah i had a, we had another group <clears throat> during dove season a long time ago had the game warden come out and ate breakfast with us which wasn't that uncommon our, our game warden's a friend of ours we every game warden we've had has been a good guy and we in our business it's nice to be friends with the game warden they sure can help you and our game warden come out and they're always welcome at the lodge had breakfast with us opening morning of dove season and we hunted right at the lodge that morning we had 20 acres of cut milo right there and the doves were thick so we're hunting right at the lodge well game warden sit in my office everybody starts shooting and they're banging away out there and he he leaves i'll see you later jeff drives down the road that comes back about five minutes later he goes we got a problem i go what is it he goes well he said i got up to the road up there and there was a guy on the yellow stripe on the farm to market road at the lodge and he was shooting dove off of it i'm like what no way he said yeah he said he said i'm, I'm gonna write him a ticket." Him. He ought to for being stupid. So a guy comes in, and game warden writes him his ticket, and he gets all mad, and he comes in and sees me, and he gets pissed off at me about it. And I'm like, "What? what's the problem? He goes, by God, you didn't tell me I couldn't do that. I said, huh? He said, yeah, on that waiver I signed, it didn't say nothing about shooting off the yellow stripe of the road. Well, <laughs> listen here, jackass. You can't shoot a car driving down the road. You know, you can't shoot a bald eagle, and it's yeah. not on there either. Just because it's not on there, and it just and he was pissed. Got up and left. Pissed I mean, at you. Oh, Madden You at didn't Because you didn't tell him. I'm going to tell all my friends. Well, he, good.
0: You, tell you can't shoot on the highway. So if you're listening to this, you cannot shoot on the highway. Don't say you weren't warned.
1: Yeah. And he, and he got all mad at me. I'm telling my friends. Well, good. You well, tell them. Tell yeah, them you're the dumbass you're shooting a, on the yellow road. The yellow man. line.
0: Yeah, exactly. But hey. no, he, he's.
1: That's just. That's, that's
0: fucking society today. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to take her on the chin and admit that they screwed up. He's probably probably a guy that makes about hundred and a quarter to 200,000 a year. thinks his shit doesn't stink. Probably got a little bit of pull at his corporation. Fuck him.
1: <laughs> I, had a, I had another guy one time that could, we killed our birds. He didn't want to spend three dollars to clean a bird. That's what we charge to clean a bird. And we breast a bird out, we do paperwork on it, wildlife resource documents, which is required by federal law. We bag it, freeze it. We do everything legal. This guy didn't want to pay three dollars for a bird, so he said, "I'm gonna clean my own birds." That's that's fine. You can't clean them at the lodge, though. Why not? I said, "Because we clean birds here. We keep up with the paperwork. I don't want all the feathers and shit everywhere. We got a place back there. We do them. If you want to clean your bird, you're welcome to clean your bird, but you can't you can't do it at the lodge." Well, he kind of got pissy about that and stuff. Well, then he goes up on the county road right up by the lodge and he breasts his birds out, leaves yep. the carcasses in the ditch. It's well, a no-no so the game warden comes driving by and he comes in he said hey Jim anybody clean their own birds I said yeah the guy in room one and two he cleaned his own birds or he said he was going to I said why what happened because I'd had him guys leave them in town before in the dumpsters he goes well he, did, he He breasted his bird and left him in the in the ditch so the guy mm-hmm. went and found him mm-hmm. Guy, so the guy gets a ticket for it and I told the guy Leave prior to this, attached. you have to leave a wing attached if you clean it yourself. Why is that? I said, that's the law. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't do it. He comes marching in my office after he got a ticket mad and pissed off at me because he got a ticket for not leaving a, for not leaving a wing attached. You know, goddamn, I told you. What yeah, what okay. part of you have to leave a wing attached? So, he was goose hunting. Limit to five here. He
0: was going to spend $15 on yep. bird cleaning. And instead he got probably
1: a $150, $150 ticket. Probably so. We, I had a,
0: we try to make your life easy here.
1: I had, a, I had a group of doctors here one time from Oklahoma City. And they shot a limit of birds, 30, 40 geese, whatever it was back then. And they were gonna, they're were they leaving right then. I said, we can clean the birds. It's $3 a bird. And the guy that's paying the bills, some doctor for some reason, he, he was paying for everybody. And I guess he was a tight ass, I guess, because his buddies talked about him being a tight boy. He said, how much is it to clean? Are they free? I said, no, it's $3 a bird if you want to clean your birds. Well, goddamn, that's $90 or $100. I said, yeah, if you want us to clean it, it's $90 to $100. We'll clean it and have them bagged for you, and you just put them on your ice. We'll just do them ourselves. We ain't paying 100 bucks. That's fine. Loads them in his truck. That night, about 6 o'clock at night, I get a call from the game warden wanting to know who had shot 33 Canada geese and two speckle bellies, exactly what the guy had. And I said, I t- I said, oh, I had a group here. That's what they shot. Why? Oh, they just threw their geese in the dumpster they didn't clean them. Oh, that's a big one. Oh, that's a big ticket. But just the stupidity, you tell people stuff, and they just don't listen. And all the other outfitters, everybody that's in the hunting business that listens to this or his guides, everything I'm saying, they're like, yep, I knew a guy that did the same thing. Because well, this happens. Probably because they think that you're fucking them over,
0: is what I bet, is what I think. Like, they're like,
1: oh, you know, this guy's full of shit. You
0: don't have to leave a wing attached. He's just trying to, he's trying to pressure us into uh, using his cleaning services. Well, no. We don't, I mean, we don't, we don't really make any money off of bird cleaning anyway. By the time we pay somebody down there to do it, um,
1: that's a service. You provide. I mean, it's, it's not a, a moneymaker. No,
0: it's something that, that because 98% of guys we have out there <clears throat> here in Texas, what we do is, uh, we get done hunting. It's lunchtime. So, uh, we, we, we do soup and sandwiches here at the lodge and, uh. You know, that, the birds are the last thing the guys want to mess with. 98% of the clients we have. So we'll take the birds, have the guys fill out paperwork while they're eating their uh, their sandwich and chocolate chip cookie. And then they don't have to worry about it until they leave. So for guys to, uh, but I think it's just, I think guys are trying to think that you're trying to get one over on them.
1: Well, trying to squeeze them for more money maybe. When really, we're just trying to make your life easier. 99% of the people are get their birds cleaned; and it's never an issue.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just
1: that one small deal. It's just
0: that small niche of guys that that do bitch about it. I think they they think that you're squeezing them. Like no. mafia, like the mafia. Yeah. You you're squeezing them. Just like just like you saying, "Oh, you can't clean your birds here." Well, we're a licensed game preserve and
1: processor, whatever.
0: You like, know. And,
1: I mean Let's, let's change up, man. Let's we don't
0: start. let them cook in our kitchen either. Does McDonald's let you go just because you know how to cook a hamburger? Do they let you go get on the frying, <laughs> the fryer? No. No. You're there. Enjoy your time. You spend, avoid- the, spend the 15 extra dollars.
1: Uh, avoid did, the ticket. Well, I'm going to change subject. Real quick. Did, did you watch the news today? Anything on old, old Stormy and the sketch artist?
0: Uh, I saw a little bit. I've seen a couple things on Twitter that, that say it's her ex-husband.
1: Yeah. If for anybody that not paying attention to this because people are probably are getting sick I know I'm getting tired of politics too is that stormy Daniels the professional teabagger that's the porn star that's accusing Trump of trying to pay her off hush money she has now got a sketch of the guy that has threatened her children 10 or 12 years ago <laughs> it just it's just amazing and she was on the viewer somewhere today do and what now? Somebody threatened her. Ten- I thought somebody recently threatened her. No, this happened like ten or twelve years ago.
0: Oh. This sketch is
1: ten or twelve years old.
0: Yeah, and then I seen I saw like a picture. It looks the sketch looks identical to her husband. Yeah, but so was it her husband or is she? I should, just, who
1: knows? She's making some of in her head.
0: Ten years ago, that the 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 human memory. You take somebody that that's. Just coming off of a uh, off, off of a traumatic experience, and their memory is so so sketchy to begin with. Now you're telling me she's going to remember something from ten years ago. What well, do you think that
1: her traumatic experience has been? Being gang banged by twenty seven no, guys. On the I, no, no, no. I'm just
0: saying what? that the that the human mind will play tricks on you. That's why uh, you know you, you find somebody coming off of a car accident or something, you have them recount the story, and it might not be exactly what happened.
1: I just find it humorous that we've got this lady. That's a porn star, still is an active porn star stripper. And she is our moral compass for what we're supposed to be looking for right now. And setting the tone, I mean, she was really raising hell today about no woman should have to go through this. And no woman should have to go through this. And I just, I have a hard time feeling sorry for the woman.
0: Well, uh, did allegedly, did Trump pay for it?
1: I I, must, I think he probably did sleep with her. I mean, I don't give I'm not doubting he he's... Uh, but, it, but did
0: he pay for it? Because if he paid pay, for it, then that's prostitution. I don't and think so he paid for gonna, it. He
1: paid for not to tell nobody. I, I, I think. Don't, I don't see what... She got $130,000. That's probably more than she's them? gotten paid to screw anybody else. I don't know. I don't know what... If she was getting paid $130,000 to screw all them other guys, she'd be a billionaire right now as much service as she's done. I
0: wonder... I wonder... Because the story I heard was that she... That Trump wanted uh, wanted her to spank him with uh, a magazine that had the, that had him on the cover. I Wonder if that's true or not. I don't have a clue. That's the story I heard. I watched
1: a documentary on John McAfee the other night that made McAfee software or antivirus stuff. Uh huh. And back in the day, everything was a McAfee antivirus. I think he's a millionaire, but he's gotten in a lot of trouble. I think he murdered a guy in Costa or Belize or Costa Rica or something. I I, I think it's Belize. It was in Belize. But he was a weird, weird, weird individual. It's an interesting story. But he was kind of along Trump's lines of the all that stuff. But he had the women doing some stuff to him that's worse than spanking him even. He was, got a lot of issues. But it was a very interesting documentary.
0: I've watched a little bit of that Getty that Getty crime whatever on FX. And evidently J. Paul Getty was in some weird shit. But, you know, billionaire. And I think he had about six or seven women that lived in the house with him. But I, I, I if the TV show's true, he had trouble getting an erection. He actually took uh, took the injection in his penis. True. I don't know.
1: Well, I don't speaking know of injections, it. old Stormy, she's had a bunch of them. Yeah, she has. But it's just it's amazing that that is the thing. She was on The the View this morning. And those poor women up there, you know, they just, oh, poor thing, you poor thing. She got $130,000 to have sex with a guy. Yeah. I think she's doing pretty damn good for herself. Yeah. I mean. Congratulations. Yeah, no shit. But I, I, it just. That sucker must be so good you can throw it up in there and it catch sunshine and get for earn $30,000 for it.
0: But was that... That wasn't for sex. That was to not tell people about the sex? I think it's the
1: hush money, supposedly. But she's sketch artisting this guy that supposedly threatened her. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody that thinks that Donald Trump is not a good negotiator, this fact, Paula Jones slept with Bill Clinton, and he paid her $850,000 to go away. (laughs) Trump did it for $130,000. So he's a whole – quarter of a million dollars he saved on his piece of ass he got. Yeah.
0: An old porn star got got her for – got her on the cheap. Yeah. (laughs) I I just – the double standard in in the media is just driving me crazy. And why are they making a big deal that Trump and Hannity have the same attorney –
1: they got nothing else to bitch about. They, there's nothing else to say. I mean, now it looks like North Korea and Trump's fixing to go to.
0: But what's the big deal about if Hannity and Trump have the same attorney? I just don't understand. They're trying to put
1: everything together. Because they think Hannity's got him a third woman that somebody's paying off. Is what? what? That's what they're wanting to find out. We, they, we, we won't do politics on this. We've talked sorry, politics. Sorry.
0: Anymore. Sorry. <laughs> we were going, we, down, we were let, going down the let, rabbit let's hole. Do,
1: let's do something else, though, real quick. Let's, let's Condolences to the Bush family today. Yep. Miss Bush passed away. She and she and George Herbert Walker were married seventy three years. That's they don't find that very often. She was ninety two? A very classy lady. And they met when she was a junior in high school, I believe. He's a hell of a story too. You know, he was the youngest pilot in World War Two. On the American side. In Japanese mm-hmm. they had some fourteen year old kids flying kamikaze, but he was the youngest fighter pilot in World War Two. I don't remember how old he was when he flew, but he flew off of the uh, the carrier that's at Corpus Christi, the Lexington. I he guess. landed on it and flew off of it. But he, he's a remar- He was a remarkable man. Now I think
0: I heard a story that one of the guys that lives in our town got shot. Did he get shot down, Bush? I I, I don't think I don't know. Cause didn't didn't Sammy B White? Didn't he get shot down?
1: I don't know that Sammy was a pilot.
0: I'll have to ask my grandfather the story. So I think somebody ended up in the water. I don't know. I've we'll, been on a boat. We'll, we'll, we'll have to revisit this story. I don't know where I'm going. But anyways,
1: I- condolences to the Bush family because she was a great, great lady and a great Texan. She was an adopted Texan, but she was a Texan all the way through. Where was she from? I don't have a clue. She lived in Houston, Texas. Well, yeah. You know, the Bushes. They lived in Midland. I think they're from. They're right from the Northeast somewhere. I believe.
0: Oh, that's right. Probably Connecticut. I think that's where H. W. was from. So, really, none
1: of them are Texan. No, they just adopted. They're smart. Transplant. They're like a band in California. Well, people from California are leaving like crazy coming to Texas. I saw a statistic on it the other oh. day, and I wish I had wrote it down and remembered it. It's crazy the amount of people that are leaving California businesses that are coming to Texas. And they're all going to Texas almost. I hope it's uh, the right leaning ones. Oh, shit, though. Well, the Californication is going to screw up our state, too. Could you imagine? Mm. The state's in big California's in big trouble. All right, let's talk about some more bad clients. Or right, let's talk about some good clients too, because yeah. we got lots yeah. of great customers there. We have guys that have hunted with us for twenty five, twenty seven years. I've got a guy that's hunted with me for twenty seven years since I've been in business, and good guy, and good friends. I mean, we have people that go to have been to my kids' weddings, have been to my kids' graduations, have been to funerals, family funerals. I mean, they they've been to birthday parties. And they're just old friends and old clients, and we are so lucky to have them. But that's that's what's really unique about our business is you you some great friendships that we've built.
0: You're not talking.
1: Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. What's it doing? You're straying like this. Oh.
0: And that's no good. Here.
1: I'm doing a Stevie Wonder on it. Yeah. Oh, look now, at those, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be allowed to see the. the look at those now. needles. Okay, I got you. You want
0: this right here? You when you get to like this. Not so I want it to look car? like
1: a big heartbeat. That's what I want it to look like. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I've never been privy to getting a look at the laptop that runs this whole show. Yep. So as we've it. got a lot of great customers, we've got guys that, that 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 call that are friends that visit, check with us. That that we're really blessed to have. But the the bad guys are the ones that you can remember from 25 years ago doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Or the the guy that do not drive your vehicle down that road. It's wet and muddy. And seven hours later, I'm having to call someone to get a bulldozer to get somebody out of the ditch. That's happened many times. Yep. And a four-wheel drive with a guy in the city that buys a four-wheel drive that never uses it is not a good thing. <laughs> Too many people think a four-wheel drive means you can't get stuck. Yeah. What that means is you can get stuck somewhere where nobody can get you out. Right. You yep. think, anything new New? you want to talk about?
0: It's been pretty quiet.
1: Well. It's hot. It,
0: well, no, it's it's cooling
1: off. Be real cool. Going to be. We got a chance of rain. It's supposed to be sixty degrees all weekend. Oh, I hope it rains. We, we need it. We need it bad. If the wind would just freaking quit blowing. That fire up northern Oklahoma now is up to almost three hundred thousand acres of burned up.
0: Hmm. That's a whole crazy. People's livelihood and everything gone. Jeff's phone's ringing. He didn't turn it off. Speaking of Steve, Barber. of good of good clients. Steve has been with us for twenty years. He 20, has twenty five years. Something like that.
1: All right, well, folks, he's wanting Jefferson. We're going to cut this short today. We may cut edit. it short. It's forty minutes. Oh, we're, hell, we're forty minutes. Anyways, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. And next week, we're going to talk about taking kids in the outdoors and talking about some kids. Anyway, signing off. God bless and good night.
0: Follow me on Instagram at Andy underscore Shaver. See ya.